You're listening to a Sunday morning sermon by Authentic Church. Right. Well, our sermon today is about the word go. Go. Yep. Um, which is not about a race, but it's about the word go. And as Nigel has already said, it is our last service here today, which is really a little bit sad in some ways because, you know, this has been our church for the last five months. But it's also really, really exciting. Um, and we really feel the time is right to move into the chapel down the road. And we feel so, so blessed that we have a, we're going to have a new home. And we can't wait, wait to do that. So it felt a really good time to think about the word go and what that, that means to us. In the NIV version of the Bible, the word go is mentioned 1,427 times. And the word stay is only mentioned 128 times. So that might be different in different versions, but I think you can probably get the sense that God is a God who wants us to go more than he wants us to stay. He is in the job of sending people out to do his work. And he says that we need to go and we need to continue to grow, not only as individuals, but as we grow his kingdom as well. So we go and we're growing as well. But we need to think about what does that mean for us here at Authentic Church? How should we go? What does go look like for us? Because we're quite a unique congregation (laughs) particularly for this morning so you know I I want us to think about what that is going to look like what it might look like and of course there's always the caveat that whatever we plan possibly God might change along the way we found that a lot of times haven't we so why why should we go well the best reason is because God tells us to Way back, our very first week as Authentic Church, we looked at the great commandment. In Matthew 28, 19 to 20, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So the best reason for going is because God tells us to. And we have looked at the great commandment in some detail over the last few few months our authentic purpose the purpose of authentic church is to continue what Jesus started and we do that through several different ways let me just read you the list loving God loving other people belonging together sharing the good news learning and growing and we do that so that we can meet every human need Now, when I was thinking about that, I think the first three of those things, loving God, loving others and belonging together, we've been quite successful at those things in our home because we have loved God. We do love God. We have loved one another and we have felt a real sense of belonging together. So, yeah, tick. (laughs) The other ones, though, sharing the good news with people outside of these four walls, learning and growing and meeting every human need. We've got some work to do there and we believe that we can't do that successfully here in our home. But we can do that out there, out there in our community, in a chapel that is right in the middle of where we live. What a blessing. So we're going to move out of our home 
to try and achieve those things for the kingdom. So that's really exciting. So we have some really good reasons to go. But how should we tackle the next steps? What is that going to look like? Well, as with many things, there's some good news and there's some bad news. The bad news, although you could reframe it, is that it's going to be really hard work. We know that. It's going to be hard work. But many things that involve hard work are actually brilliant things to get involved with. The good news is, is it's going to be an amazing adventure. I mean, it's been an amazing journey so far already and God has blessed us so much. But we know that it's going to be an amazing adventure because God promises to go with us. We will not be on our own. He says in Matthew 28, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And he promises never to leave us or forsake us. So we know that however we go, whatever that looks like, whoever we take with us on our journey, God will be with us because that's his promise to us. And we should be excited about that. We are excited about that. So I just want to look at two things in particular about how we should go. The first one is, I think we should go with compassion. So I want us to look at how Jesus sent out his disciples. So if you can turn in your Bibles, please. We're looking at Matthew chapter 9, 35 to 38. Matthew chapter 9, 35 to 38. In my Bible, it's called The Workers Are Few. Okay. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus saw the people, says he saw the crowds and he had compassion on them. He realised that something needed to be done to help them. And he says the same to us. He sees the world and he has compassion on them. And he sees that something needs to be done to help them. He's not on the earth anymore, but we are. So that's our job. He says, yeah, exactly. He says, doesn't he, in verse 37, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Send out workers into his harvest field. He doesn't mean we need to go and reap corn. We need to go and help people. We need to go and help people. We need to go and share the good news of Jesus. I know how the good news of Jesus has transformed my own life beyond recognition. And I want to share that with people. I want other people to be able to experience that for themselves. So we need to go with compassion. You think about the situation in Ukraine at the moment. Why are we getting um, together with people to pray? Why are we finding blankets in our cupboards and duvets and warm clothes and all those things? 
Is it just because, well, it's a nice thing to do? No, it's because we have compassion. We see people hurting and we have compassion. It is a deep sense of something that God has put inside us. Jesus had it, we have it, and we need to act on that. So we need to go with compassion. Jesus had compassion all the time. Let me just um, root this idea in some scripture. So here are some examples of where Jesus had compassion. Matthew 14, 14, he had compassion on them and healed those who were ill. Matthew 15, 32, he says, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. Mark 6, 34, when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, guess what? He had compassion on them. It was what he did. It was who he was. It's still who he is. And he asks us to be the same. Something else we looked at in great detail at the beginning of our journey in Authentic was the, the great commandment as well as the great commission. And part of that is obviously to love our neighbours. Everything we should do should be motivated by unconditional love for other people. Our love for God and our love for other people. We've been given the gift of salvation and we need to share that with other people. We need to see lives transformed because of our love for God. The second way I think we should go is that we should go with courage. If we look at uh, Matthew chapter 10, so we should still kind of be in that area. Matthew chapter 10, I'm going to start reading at verse 9. So hopefully for most of you, just over the page. It says this. So this is, this is Jesus again. He's, he's um, sending out some more people. He's sending out the, the 12 disciples this time. And it says this. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snake, snakes and as innocent as doves. Lots of instructions there. But what struck me at the end is it says in verse 16, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. I wonder how the disciples felt when they heard that. It's like, thanks, Jesus. <laughs> thanks, Jesus. This is, sounds like it's going to be quite tricky because it is. He didn't promise that it was going to be an easy time. But we need courage. You need courage to be a sheep among wolves. It's been lovely to meet in our home. Now, I realise that Paul and Merrin have never been here before. <laughs> but if you can imagine that yeah. you had been, it's been lovely. It's been a really amazing, cosy time. We've been kind of, I guess, in a bit of a holy huddle. If you imagine a team before they start their team sport, they get in a little huddle and they do a little team talk and they're all facing inwards to one another and they're giving words of encouragement. It has felt a little bit like that. 
But now it's time to get in the game. It's time to turn our faces away from the centre of the circle and get out into the world. We've got to get out of our holy huddle and get out of the boat and into the world. It will be hard. It will require sacrifice. But we must remember why we are going. Why Jesus has called us to go, which we've already talked about. Someone else who had great courage. Let's read about Abraham. So if you can turn with me to Genesis chapter 12. A great man of faith and a great um, man of courage as well. A really good example for us. I think this is um, some verses. We're going to read verses 1 to 3 in chapter 12 of Genesis. And it's one of those chapters where you've probably read it lots of times. Um, And when you really look at it, you think, gosh, that that was big. So this is what it says, the call of Abraham. So he wasn't even Abraham at this stage. The Lord had said to Abraham, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Now we'll come back to the blessing part in just a moment, but back to um, verse one, just for a moment. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I guarantee you, that Abraham did not have an easy time leaving behind all of that, his country, his people, his family. God didn't even give him a reason to do it, but he promised to bless him. There's a bit of an if, if he was obedient. That's the crunch, isn't it? If Abraham was obedient, and he was, the promise was all of that blessing. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. All the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. So it wasn't easy for him to leave all of that behind. But God said to him, go, go, but I will bless you. So that. You could argue, well, that's Ab- that was Abraham's promise. That's not really for us. And there's a, yeah, there's an element of truth in that, but there's a principle here. When God says to us, go, then we can trust in his character. It's the same God today that it was then. He doesn't change. His character doesn't change. He will always walk with his people. He will not abandon us. If we can obey his word to us, he will be with us and be with us on our adventure and bless us we we can claim that promise of his blessing on our lives so going with courage but what might that actually look like in practical terms because that's important too isn't it as a church as authentic church we believe that god wants us to transform the lives of the people in this community and beyond And Nigel and I can't go alone. We set up this church alone and it's been fantastic. And we've had lots of people on our adventure with us. 
and hopefully they'll come with us as well into the chapel. We also can't do alone either. So we need people to help us. So when we move into the chapel, we will be looking for people to step up a bit to help the church, authentic church, to serve the community that we're in. Practically, that might look like helping to set the chapel up on a Sunday morning and take it all back down again, ready for the Methodist service in the afternoon. It might be standing on the door welcoming people so that they know that they're loved before they even get come across the threshold. It might be helping to serve refreshments. It might be washing up at the end of the service. There's all going to be all sorts of things that we'll need doing because inevitably that's the way churches are. And we can all get involved with those things. And I think it's really important because those things can be hard. They can be tedious. They can um, be a bit boring, if we're honest. And we might need think, why are, we, why are we doing this? Particularly if there might not be very many of us. But I think we need to really remember the reasons that we're doing it. And this is reasons that Nigel and I set this church up. Every single Sunday, we, as, as if 20 people are going to walk through that door. We do it because people need to know that they are loved. People need to know that they are welcome here. We want to provide an excellent experience for people to show God's love. And we want to do everything we do with excellence to honour God, to honour one another and to honour every person that comes to our church. We can only achieve that if we work as a team. So as I said, it's time to stop looking inwards at one another and it's time to get out of our huddle and face out. In 1966, a young lady called Jackie Pullinger boarded a ship with nothing but a £10 note and a prayer that God would show her where to get off. She was 22 years old, which blows my mind. She literally didn't know. She, she, she just knew she was going to wait on this boat until God told her to get off. When she got to Hong Kong, God said, get off the boat now. And since that day, Jackie Pullinger, that's 55 years ago, by the way. Since that day, she's worked tirelessly with the poorest of the poor in the area of Hong Kong. It's not there anymore. It's changed a bit, but it was a walled city. It was where all the drug addicts, it was where the sex workers, it was where the poorest people in in Hong Kong lived. It was just an awful place to be. But she, through her faithfulness, her sacrifice and her hard work, her and her team have helped thousands of people to come to know Jesus and to be released from their bondage and their chains and things that were holding them captive. She has helped to release those people in Jesus' name. She did that work because she had compassion for those people and she showed tremendous courage to do that. And she continues to show compassion and courage in that ministry which has gone on five, six decades. So it's time that we learn, oh, sorry, it's time to put what we've learned into practice. The great commandment, the great commission, all those things that we've been talking about for the last five months. We need to be motivated by compassion and love for our community. And we must be courageous when we think 
Is this a really stupid thing to do? Will it work? Is anyone going to come? We have to be courageous and believe, as we do, that God has set up authentic church for a reason and he will use authentic church to transform the lives of people around us. And like Abraham, we must be prepared for change. It will not look like this from next week. And that's a positive thing, not something to be scared about. And just as Abraham did, we can expect a great blessing as a result. Amen. Amen.